Hey, man, welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. This is Mike Salen with K-Fear Me In, and I appreciate you joining us. Today on this program, uh, I have Jay Benton with me. Jay is a men's ministry leader down in Alabama, and I don't hold that against him. I'm not sure if he's an Alabama fan or not, but... but uh, no time. <laughs> I guess that answers that question. <laughs> and right. But, um, you know, in this program, we like to talk to men who have a vested interest in helping men to be the men God has called us to be. And Jay is going to be one of our keynote speakers at the Iron Sharpers Iron Conference in Wilmington, North Carolina in a couple of months. And, uh, and I thought it'd be good to have him on and just talk a little bit about men's ministry and talk about what he's doing down there in Alabama and, and uh, what he's seeing, what's going on with men in their lives. And, and he's even going to be doing a couple of breakout sessions during the conference. So I so, uh, hope you'll check out the conference. Go out to capefearmen.net and check it out and see what's going on. But, but Jay, it's good to have you. Good to have you on. And, and, uh, and I have no idea where God's going to take us with this, but we're going to just let him, let him lead us and, and just as we have a conversation about men. What, about, what, what do you got to say? <laughs> well, I, I think I think I tell you, Kenny Luck told me once. I told him, I said, we're having a problem getting men to show up uh, for men's events and for small groups and stuff at church. And uh, what do you think about that? And he says, Yeah, man, welcome to the <laughs> of ministry. He says they're out there somewhere. We just don't know where. Yeah, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. <laughs> you told me that once eight years ago. Yeah, you know that's one of the things I think. Uh, Every men's ministry leader goes goes through, especially in the in the, in their small in their local churches. You know, they they're asked to be a men's ministry leader, or they felt or they feel called into that area, and they get started out. They plan an event like a you know something small like a breakfast meeting. They they expect every man in their church to show up, and then only ten show up, you know? <laughs> and they feel disappointed. That's normal, guys. That's yeah. that's normal. <laughs> that's normal. Uh, as a as I encourage uh, new ministry leaders, I, I, I've got a few guys around here that I talk to and I, I encourage uh, that they're new in the men's ministry. And I say, hey, man, quit going out, checking the parking lot. They're going if they're <laughs> going to be there. They're going to show up. Quit keeping score. We ain't got to keep scores. How many people's at each event, man? Just minister to the ones that show up that God's going to have it, have the men there that he needs to be there. And Amen. minister to them, whether it's 10 or 100, just minister to them. That's all you can do. You know, Rex Tignor, you had him on uh, last week, I think, on here. And I remember hearing him once. When you get right down to it, men's ministry is one man talking to another man about life. That's men's ministry. And, Amen. Uh, and I think yeah. I, I, that is one thing Rex has said to me over the years that has really stuck with me. And I, and I think that I think that's right on it right there you know and uh you know we've got a we've got a men's conference coming up here at my church in a couple of weeks and uh we've got a couple of good speakers coming and uh and, and i was looking at the the ticket reservations last night and it's not looking too good but i was like <laughs> not push back i'm like it doesn't matter if that's all that comes we're going to we're going to praise god you know and Amen. I was, we got yeah. these guys coming and we'll all be fed through that you know, the thing about it is I've been doing these uh, conference productions for many years now. And, and I, I learned a number of years ago that I keep track um, throughout the conference season registrations to see how registrations come in. Because now I sat back and, 
and look at it. And then, and somebody will ask me about a month or two out, you know, or a month and a half out. So how many people you got signed up? And I'll look at them and I'll say, I don't know, about 10 or 12, you yeah. know, but, but when I go and look at the statistics in the history, they don't sign up to within the last two weeks of, of sign yeah. up. That's when everybody, everybody comes in. And so guys, if you're, if you're in that ballpark doing that kind of stuff, uh, uh, don't be disappointed. Don't be discouraged. They'll I guess, show I guess, up. What God wants them to show up, they just, they just don't show up on your timetable. <laughs> right. I get the laughing sometimes. We have a we have an annual chili took chili cookoff here at my church. We call it the Great Church Chili Cookoff. It's the battle for the paddle. We got a big stirring battle, and we whoever wins every year gets that. But uh, I'll have people. I have men sign up for that, and, and they're signing up. That nobody signs up till about two or three days before. but you know i i think that i think that's just the way it goes with men's ministry and i think we've just got to stay encouraged and when we know that god's calling us to that thing we we just need to be into that you know i found a verse uh this morning i hadn't seen for a while and um i I think it says for this is the it's in first john chapter five verses three through five says for this is the love of god that we Keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God? So, you know, if we if we believe God has called us to this ministry, if you are out there and you are uh, you feel that God has called you to men's ministry, you know what? You need to stick with that. You need to have faith that God is going to move mm-hmm. through your ministry. He's going to move through you. It's not. It has nothing to do with you because you know what? He can do it without us. We like to call it, Mike. We like to call it our ministry, right? This is my right. ministry. It's really not our ministry. It's God's ministry. He just allows us to be a part of it. Praise God. I don't know what God's got planned for me next week. But I tell you what, I'm 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 going to pay attention, and I want to be there to see what he's going to do when he shows up. And uh, and when he shows up, man, things happen, don't they? Yeah, amen. I mean, we we do have to give it over to God and and uh, and just let Him use us the way He wants to. You know, John John Tolson, um, he gave me a card about a year ago. Uh, the Tolson Group, he he gave me a card about a year ago. I got it in my Bible now. And, you know, so pray this every day. He says, Lord, let me do, uh, let me do what you have called me to do and do it in your power. And, uh, and, and to kind of remind me that it's not about you. That's nothing to do with you. Uh, God's called you to that ministry. You just let him use you and work through you in that time. Well, let me ask you a serious question, Jay. Um, you know, been a while since you and I have really had a conversation about what's going on in, in men's ministry and with men in general. But uh, what do you what are you seeing right now, especially down here with your men in Alabama or maybe some of the areas that you've traveled to here uh, in the last several months? What are you what are you seeing men are dealing with and what are they looking for now? What do you think that might be? I think what let, let me answer that question by telling you what happened to me today. So okay. I'm, I'm sending out some postcards, uh, some postcards for the men's event we got coming up in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. So I was down at the post office today, dropping them off, putting stamps on these postcards, and um, I saw an old state trooper that retired with me. I used to work with back when I was a state trooper. 
and he walks up, starts talking to me. And then another guy walks up to me. He's old police too. And, uh, and, and that, you know, we're all talking about what we're doing now. And when I told, I said something about what I was doing now, he asked me, he said, so what church are you affiliated with? And I said, Boone's chapel. And we sat there and talked about it. And he just started talking about, it. he says, man, you know, I just really need somebody to talk to about things. You know, I don't, my wife and I really, we really don't go to church nowhere. And, and, and I've just got a few issues with uh, my son and I, and, and, and I just won't need somebody to talk to. And, and, and I, and, and, you know, I think that that's what I'm starting to run into more. I think men, they gravitate towards somebody who, who seems like they got, got it all together, which I don't think any of us got it all together. Uh, but I think some of us maybe because we're trying to follow God's teachings and we're working right. with him that we may have it together a little more than some. And, and, and those guys, uh, they just need somebody to talk to. They just need yeah. a guy. I think, I think what I'm running into here is I think a lot of guys think that they're the only ones going through this. I'm the only ones that's, I got, agree. The only I agree. Guy that's got this problem. When you can get, look, I said, I like, I invited this guy today. I said, man, I got a small group meets at my house on Thursday nights, man, you ought to come on over there. And then I had those postcards in my hand I said, look here, here, just take this. This has got my name and my number on it. And, and this is a thing we're doing at my church in about three weeks, two, three weeks. And just come over there to that man. And just, just come and spend a day with a bunch of guys like you, man. Just, yeah. just, and and, and I, I think a lot of guys nowadays, they think, I'm the only one that's going through this. I'm the only one that's dealing with this. And the fact is, we're all going through it. There's, We've all got stuff. I think we have questions with, uh, you know, where is my place in this world? What am I going to do? And, um, how, you know, maybe not everybody's asking what God's got planned for my life, but they're, they want to figure out how to make that mark on their life, right? Right. Um, you know, Mike, I preached a, I preached just I preached a funeral about a week ago, to for a guy that I, I don't know, and uh, they called and asked if I could go there, and I said, well, where do you go to church? And uh, well, he's never he's really never been to church, Jay, and uh, and I said, really, and, you know, what do you do? What do you say at those funerals? And um, I. I, I, it was a graveside service, and and I I spoke to the family, and I, they told me some things that he liked, and I spoke to those things that he liked, and and um and then I then I just asked everybody, I said I, I I've got a question for you, all you here, what will you leave behind at your death? Mm -hmm. I mean, what what will you leave behind? You know, you can make money, you can get stuff, and. We can grab things, but you know where that's going to be when we leave this world? It's going to be right here at this world. We ain't going to be able to take it with us. And and, and I said, you know, we may mourn the death of others, but you've got to ask yourself, what mark am I going to leave? And then I, and then I asked this question. I don't even know where it came from. I said, what will the preacher say about you at your funeral? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, and I, I shared the gospel with them and, uh, and, and I, I know, I, I, I just don't, you know, what do you do like that? I think that's what guys are dealing with. 
I just need somebody to talk to. This stuff I'm going through, what am I going to, how am I going to leave my mark on the world when I leave this world? And um, I think we've just got to make sure that they understand that, hey, if you're following Jesus Christ, because that's what I want to happen when I leave, Mike. And I know I've monopolized this conversation. You, oh, no, that's fine. You know, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, you talking about the, the funeral you had to preach. I had to do a funeral this past weekend myself. And uh, uh, the family asked me to do the eulogy part of that funeral for, for this young man who had passed away. And, you know, and you're talking about something that's kind of hard to do when you don't know the spiritual condition of that man. The difference is I knew the spiritual condition of this man, and he was a solid, solid, fully devotional follower of Jesus Christ, had an intentional, loving relationship. I met with him. I met with him every week for the last few years, and I was able to sit there and tell these people, and I'm taking some better man, some better man lessons out of here, people. Uh, for those of you who know better man, uh, I was able to tell these people that this was a man who courageously followed God's word. This was a man who loved and protected his bride. This was a man who who uh, wanted to make this a better world by speaking into his children's lives. And this was a man who excelled in God's work and sharing examples of each one of those things. That was such a blessing to to for me to be able to do that because this particular guy, though he was struggling with issues, you know, from time to time, just like all of us, as you said, he knew where his source of strength mm. and hope was at, you That's know, great. and, um, and I was speaking to a group of guys last Thursday at a luncheon, about, about a hundred, 150 guys at a luncheon this past Thursday. And one of the things God's laid on my heart this year to really emphasize to our men, especially our older generation, is that we need to speak into our younger generation. We need to speak into their lives. We need to be transparent. We need to be vulnerable. We need to let them, just like what you were saying, men think they're the only ones going through a problem. We need to let them see our failures, our struggles, mm. our issues, and that, uh, and that, uh, and how we work through those. Where we went for our source of information to help us get through those kinds of issues, because I don't. Men are not doing that. They they don't yeah. want to. They don't want to talk to each other. Well, they're scared to, you know, I had a, I had a man at my church. I may have told this to you the last podcast. I had a man at my church one time say that the reason he didn't go to small group is because he's afraid of being judged. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's kind of, that's, I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and then, um, he says, what do you mean? I said, well, that's what we're here for, man. That's why we go to small group. I need somebody. To tell me when I'm screwing up. I, I, maybe I need some, and you call it judging. I call it holding somebody accountable. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I need that. I need somebody to tell me, Jay, I saw you do this the other day and uh, I didn't seem too godly. You need to work on that. And then, yeah. and then I may get mad about it, but then I got to say, you know what? He, he's right. You know, yeah. and uh, I, we, we need those guys like that. I need you Mike to speak into my life. I need, I, I, I need these guys here at my church, you know, as they look at me as a, as a, as, as a minister, mm -hmm. you know, am I doing the things I need to do? And I've got the, I've got a bunch of them that'll pull me off the side and say, Hey, I saw you get mad the other day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, and everybody around you knew you was mad, you know, <laughs> it, it, and I'm a hothead, man. <laughs> I, I'm a hothead. I'll get, I'll get worked up over something in a minute. That's kind of that's, that's kind of like my wife was talking to some 
some somebody the other day about some issue we were having in with one of our companies that we do business with and and uh they needed to talk to me she said you don't want to talk to him <laughs> and i ended up having to talk to him and i told her i said i told i told the person on the internet i said you really don't want to talk to me <laughs> so, so i mean i was nice to her and everything but yeah i'm like you sometimes i can get i can get very frustrated i my wife calls it my old age syndrome. I don't know, but <laughs> I call it old Jay because uh, old Jay he give you up for in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know what you were saying there. You know, I couldn't help but think of the scripture that comes out of Ecclesiastes chapter four, nine, and ten, and you know what that says. Yeah. You know, uh, and men need to fully understand that where it says two are better than one because there's greater return on their labor. For if one falls down, there's another there to lift him up. And pity the man who doesn't have somebody to pick him up. And that is so true. That is so true for us. We're not there to to judge or condemn because of your failures. Uh, and, uh, but we're there to, because we've been there, we've done it, we, we've messed up. It may not be been, been the exact same thing you did, but we've, we, we've been there where we have failed on something and we needed somebody to help us up. And all we had to do was, was was share what's going on in our lives and 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 they were able to you know be able to speak into it and and encourage us and help us to work through those particular struggles and that's what we we need to help men to understand yeah i think that's all part of that obedience um obedience to what god's calling us to 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 do yeah. i'm kind of stuck on first john today but first john Somewhere in there. I think it's chapter one. It says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light. Yeah. Yeah. One with another. And, and, and was it the blood? The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And 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 it's that. And But we've got to walk in the light. Right. We've got to. Right. And, and sometimes it takes a couple of guys to get me to walk in the light. To be obedient. To what God's a couple of slaps, couple, couple of slaps across the head, so to speak. Yeah, you're talking, you're pulling that verse out of Ecclesiastes, and and that, that's what we're talking about there too. Yeah, you know, I, I just think it's important that we do that. I mean, if we're living for the Lord, if we're walking in the Lord, then we're walking in the light, and and that you know was it that it talks about. We read about the righteous of a the the prayers of a righteous man availeth much, and then we read. Again, said there's none righteous, no, not one. Oh yeah. Well, well, then that's kind of like contradiction. But you know what? If I'm walking in the light, if I'm pursuing God, if I'm being obedient, that's what makes me righteousness. I get to wear that. That's what makes me righteous. I get to wear His righteousness. Yes. Yeah. And that, and that, I think it's just one of those things you just got to work for, and yeah. uh, we got to continue that walk. You got to continue to walk in the light so that we can be righteous oh, men of God. These mighty men of valor, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Jay. Um, I know you lead small groups. You lead uh, men there at your house. You do other things, too. What um, What are some of the studies that you're seeing that is being very effective right now with your men? Is there any, any one particular one that you're using that's uh, really having an, an impact on your guys right now? You know, we're doing – yeah, there is one. Actually, we – you know, John Eldridge came out with this, and really all it is is bringing in a bunch of other studies, but John Eldridge has this one out now called A Year with Men, and uh, we've got all of our small groups at uh, 
at our all our men's groups at church going through that right now. And the first part of it was we went through the book the wild uh, the book Wild at Heart, and uh, and and we went through that study and you know and through the video study on that. And, and you know that's been around for years. Mm -hmm. uh, but then the the next session for that as we strive on for this year with men was uh, every man, uh, a man in his story. And what they've been doing in small groups is every guy in the small group has been taking 45 minutes to tell his story. And, mm. and it's from beginning to end, you know, like what it was like as a child for me, all the way up to teenage years, young adult, but we restrict them to about 45 minutes, you know, and then, and, and there's rules. Uh, while the guy's telling his story, you can't ask him questions. You can't comment. You can't uh, you can't interrupt him. He gets 45 minutes uninterrupted time to tell his story. Mm. And then at the end, everybody gets to answer, ask questions. Man, I, in my look in my small group alone, it's just been it, it, it's been life altering. And in, in, in the other small groups we have at church, which we have several. I've been hearing from the group leaders. They'll call me, man, I wish you could have been there last night to hear so-and-so tell the story. Man, there were so many things I didn't know about him. And, and he just he just laid it all out there. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I, there is something spiritual when men just lay it out there for other men. When they say, look, yeah, this, is, this is me. This is me, you know, because... I think so many times one reason we won't share with other guys why we won't share. We don't like that R word. We won't have a relationship. Right. right. It's because we don't want them to find out about us. Right. When right. the fact is, Mike, you, you don't know how dark my heart is. Yeah. You know, you don't know what God has pulled me out of mm. unless I share it with you. And, you know, when you share that with some guys and, and you know, it's in the guys of that, it's in the guise of that small group setting where we don't, it's in the vault, right? We, we don't talk about what goes on in the vault and, um, and, and they, and they share it with those guys. And now, now he's got that group there. He's got that, he's got those comrades there. They're all in combat together. He's got those battle buddies with him and they, and they all know his stuff and, and they're going to watch out for him. And, and I, but that's one thing uh, that has been we we just finished that up over the holidays, all of our small groups because we took a couple week break from meeting, and um and and now the guys are about to start uh, the next session in this year with men is called becoming a king, and mm -hmm. um, we're going to go through that and then uh, after that we're going to go through we're going to watch the whole band of brothers series, oh, and man. all the small groups are going to come together here at church to watch that. And then we're going to discuss that and uh, talk about leadership and those guys in that movie. And, um, but yeah, it's, it, this has been a good, it, it's really been good. Uh, we had just finished up the, uh, the year before, uh, before we started this, we had just finished up Jim Ramos series, the strong men series. Mm -hmm. uh, it's climbing a mountain, you know, you start right. out as a trailhead and you, and then it goes through the climb and then you get to the summit you get, and then you start the, and then you start climbing down. And uh, that has really been good. That was really a good study too. But um, I'll tell you this, this John Eldridge study, <laughs> this last session has been pretty good. I mean, 
these guys telling each other's story and and we hadn't been using it for that part we hadn't been using a book it hadn't we we may pull out some bible verses but uh it's just been guys telling their they're telling their story and it's been yeah. really good, good stuff that's good when guys start opening up to each other and, and sharing and it, that, that means so much so much to what you so you shared a little bit about what you got going on in the future. Is there anything else uh, that you you got planned for for your man? Anything else you see that men need to be doing? Uh, I got so I'm speaking at a couple of uh, Iron Sharpens Iron events, and I got a right. couple of guys that are going to travel with me uh, come uh -huh. to those events. Uh, yeah, that, so uh, we're, we're, I know you, obviously you're going to be here in Wilmington with me in in March, yeah. March 13th. Well, I'm not uh, bringing any of those guys to that one. My wife's coming with me up there. So, well, that's good. That's good. But uh, come, come see the see the the coast of North Carolina a little that's bit. Right. Enjoy the coast. But, but uh, where, what are the uh, what are the other ISI conferences you're going to be at? So, I'm going to be in Baton Rouge. Uh, look at the calendar. It's the uh, first first weekend in uh, February. I'm going. Uh, that'll be February the fourth. I'll be yeah. in Baton Rouge. Uh, Speaking at ISI there, and the next uh, Iron Sharpens Iron weekend is going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. After that, um, immediately after that, of course, I'll be in Wilmington uh, on the 18th, and then in, then it won't uh, it, it'll be May, uh, and I'll be in Manchester, New Hampshire in May. Okay, okay. but um, we got so. Our, our guys are going to uh, going on a retreat that we like to go on every year. I got a friend of mine, um, Travis Updegrove, who runs a men's ministry called Element 26. And uh, we he has a retreat every October and uh, up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So we're going we're going to go to that. And and plus, we have a lot of we're going to have a lot of local events here. I got in, in May. We have a what we call a burger burn and uh, or no, I'm sorry, BYOB. Bring your own beef. Uh, we did, uh, everybody brings their own steak and cooks it. And uh, got the pastor at the church house in Chattanooga, Jacob Ward. He's coming to speak uh, speak here at our church then. And uh, but and then later on in the year in July, we'll have uh, we have what we call cornhole and corn dogs. We have a cornhole tournament while we're eating corn dogs, and and I'll be bringing the word at that. And. Uh, yeah. But it, we've got a lot of lot of things going on here at Boone's Chapel in our men's ministry, and uh, God God has been really good to to me to allow me this this platform to 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 be part allowed me to be part of His ministry, and uh, I tell you, it's just something else to be able to do it and to and to meet guys like you and uh, be affiliated with Iron Sharpens Iron and Cape Fear Men. I, I tell you, that's something else. Uh, I, I'll tell you, a year ago, I never would have thought I'd meet all these guys that'd be part yeah. of something like this. I thought I'd still be yelling at troopers and getting on with them. <laughs> Thank God. Well, yeah, I, 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 I love, I, I love, I love the police force. I love the troopers, and you know, uh, my biggest fear all the time is seeing that blue light flashing behind my car. You know, and uh, but uh, if, you, if it happens, I know they have a reason for it happening. But uh, I love you guys. You all done a great service. You put your life on the line every day when you leave the home and you never know. You never know. And I think we've seen a lot of that uh, over the last few years. Uh, when, when you guys put that uniform on, and get in that car, you drive away from your home. Uh, you don't know if you're coming home or not. And yeah. uh, and so uh, 
thoroughly appreciate all the work all the troopers do. So, uh, well, thanks for that. Uh, and you know, I spent a long uh, number of years in law enforcement, and uh, was really blessed to, to, that that God gave me that career, and uh, and I, I've learned a lot with it. And I think I think he's I think that was one thing he used to to bring me into this ministry of his, and to where I can uh, minister to men now. So. Yeah. Praise God. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that you were a brother in Christ as you served on the on the uh, on the uh, state trooper, state trooper as a state trooper, and uh, and that I'm sure God uh, set you up with a lot of uh, divine appointments uh, during that time too. Things you did not expect would happen. But anyway, well, Jay, we're coming up on our time, and we got to kind of start wrapping up. But but what is what is uh, maybe just one, maybe two uh, things that you would like to put out there to encourage the men who might be listening to to us uh, on this broadcast? I think I think one thing that I'd like to say is uh, we need to be open for I think as men, we need to be open for whatever it is God is calling us to do. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of times that. I had an old preacher of mine, that, that preacher that uh, used to preach here at this church, used to always say, everybody thinks that uh, God wants God to call them to pass out Bibles in Honduras when every now and then somebody just needs to pay the light bill at the church. And, uh, right. and you know what? They're both just as important to God's yeah. kingdom. Yeah. Um, I think we need to have, be more kingdom-minded and be open to what God has called us to do in his kingdom, whatever it is. It's not... Mm -hmm. No, I don't think any job that God call that God calls you to is that small. I think it's it's important. I think it's and I think we need to. I think once we realize that and uh, we move toward that, I think we need to be all in. You, you know, whatever it is, I, I'm. I, you need to be. We need to be all in for whatever it is that God has called us out to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and that that would be the one or two things I would say was be open to what God's calling you to do. And then when he calls you to do it, do it, and do, do it all in it. All yep. in. It. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. You know, Matt, I think it was Mark Batterson who wrote a book here a number of years ago called all in. And, yeah. uh, and that's what we need. We need to be doing that, which hey, I appreciate you being up on being with us today and being with me and having a discussion. And, and I'm looking forward to you being with us and, in Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, on March 18, uh, during the ISI conference, and and uh, for those of you who are maybe listening to us today and or watching this video, uh, go out there to CapeFearMen.net and uh, click on the ISI button at the top of the page. and And there's actually two conferences in North Carolina that uh, this spring. Uh, and choose the one that be interested to you. Jay will be at the Wilmington one, and uh, and. Uh, we'd love to have you there. I think you will be very blessed to hear all the speakers we'll have there and what's going on uh, in men's ministry to help you to engage uh, the men of your local church and help you as an individual man to be equipped to be a leader in your home, in your work, uh, and in your community. So I'm looking forward looking forward to that. Jay, how would I get up with you if they need to, if they want to reach out to you for uh, have you at your church to speak or maybe one of their events? They uh, they may be producing. Uh, so I have a website. It's standupmen.org. Uh, you can go to that website. Uh, you can and you can also contact me by email, j a y at standupmen.org. Uh, and you, I also have another email, j at boonschapel 
dot org, which is because uh, I'm I'm the men's pastor here at Boone's Chapel, and, mm-hmm. and this is my home church. That's where I'm speaking to you from right now, from the prayer room at Boone's Chapel. <laughs> amen, amen. I wish more churches would have a men's pastor, men's <laughs> pastor. I really do. You know, one of my one of my biggest mentors in uh, the, in this ministry when I started off, he was a men's pastor, <laughs> and uh, that was his full full responsibility at the church he served at. That's all he did was, was minister to men. And, uh, and it's a, it's a blessing when I come across guys like you who are serving in churches is for one, one, of the, one of their biggest responsibilities pastoring into men. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. Well, I thank you all for listening to intentional conversations with Mike Sandling. Intentional conversations is a production of, of, uh, Cape Fear Men. And, and we uh, would love to hear what you have to say about our program, what this program is at. Leave us a comment, uh, out on social media or on the on the podcast website or whatever the case may be and uh, help us as we uh, develop more program help us to hear tell us what you would like to hear as we develop more program to help you as men to fight the battle for men's souls but now as i uh, will leave you now with this blessing that i uh, picked up from my mentor many years ago he used to tell me he said i pray god will give you a rock to stand on a brook to drink from and a tree to shade you This is Mike Stanley saying God bless, and I hope you will join me again on the next Intentional Conversations with Mike Stanley.